0: Today I want to speak about uh, a topic which I call, call Your Problem, My Solution. Your Problem, My Solution. You can even come back and say, Your Problem, My Salvation. Depends on how you want to put it. Your Problem, My Solution. Or Your Problem, My Salvation. Depends on how you want to put it. And I want to speak about something that we have always heard about in the Bible, that is the book of uh, 2 Kings chapter 7, about the four lepers. But don't don't let your eyes not be on the four lepers. Today I want to teach a little bit, because I know we are used to the four lepers, and you can say, I know how it will end. I can assure you, you have no idea how it will end. Praise the Lord, because the Holy Spirit does. If you look at the Bible, the the book of uh, of 2 Kings, the book of 2 Kings starts very well. It starts with Ahab dying. And we know that Elijah dealt with Ahab for many years, and we know what Ahab and uh, and Jezebel mean. But the Book of Second Kings starts with Ahab da? dying. Have you ever noticed that from uh, immediately Ahab dies, Elisha starts encountering miracle after miracle after miracle? Have you ever checked your Bible? Just even check the headlines. Just check a few of them. You notice that immediately he dies, when, uh, 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 Elijah starts encountering. Miracles. One of the miracles is he gets a promotion. Praise the Lord. And I like the man of God, Elisha, and I hope I will, I hope I will not go there so much. I like the man of God, Elisha, because Elisha symbolizes my life. Because Elisha was a farmer. The Bible says was a, a farmer. A farmer that was not even known. I don't think, think even the chief knew Elisha. He was not among the company of, the company of prophets. He was just an ordinary farmer. And this ordinary farmer did not even have so many implements for farming. Because the Bible says when Elijah, when God, said, when God said, told the prophet Elijah, go and, uh, and, 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 and anoint uh, Hazel as king over of, of, of Syria, and go and anoint uh, Hazel over king over Israel, and go and anoint Elisha as prophet after you, you notice that he was just an ordinary person. That's why I love this God that we serve. It does not matter how they picture you as ordinary. To God you are not ordinary. Praise the Lord. And that's what encourages me. That to God you are not ordinary. So who has been telling you that you are ordinary this year? You need to look yourself today and say, I am not ordinary. Because I've also come to realize that actually God he has no interest in dealing with ordinary people. The day I discovered that, 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 that revelation, I changed my thinking. That God is not in a mission of dealing with ordinary people. You have, to trans, you have to transfer yourself. You have to promote yourself from being extraordinary in your thoughts first. The more you keep yourself as ordinary, I'm an ordinary Christian, you notice that whatever you are track in your life is just ordinary. My testimony is ordinary. So I have learned to say that I am not an ordinary person. Because the grace of God has never been ordinary. Have you ever thought about that? That the grace of God has never been ordinary. Well, let's go to where I'm going before I go to teach you a little bit about that. If you look at, the Bible says, the second king, chapter 5, talks about a man, a certain commander called Naaman. And the Bible says, this commander had reproses. Praise the Lord. And the Bible says that uh, 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 his, his, his servant... And in this case, let me allow me to use this. I mean no harm. His, his servant, who, who was uh, who was a maid in his house, said there is a prophet in Israel. Praise the Lord. I also love that because it means even the lowest person around my life can minister to me. The challenges we have is that we have come to decide that the only person who can minister to me is a guy with a big title. I have come to realize. Even the smallest person around my life can minister to me. Because God allowed that person to come into my life for a purpose. Some of you, let me challenge you, have missed your miracle because you have neglected even the smallest person around your life. So Naaman is told by the maid, there is a prophet in Israel. Praise the Lord. He told there is a prophet in Israel. And when he is told there is a prophet in Israel, uh, he goes to the king and tells the king, uh, give me a letter because I want to go to, to meet the prophet of God. And he goes to the prophet of God, and in short, he, he encounters his me? miracle. And even as he encounters his miracle, uh, there's something I wanted to, uh, to say. He, the prophet does not come out and he says, are there not good rivers in, in Damascus? Is no river Abana and a river uh, uh, Papa no better than what, that what we have in Israel? He mocks God. One of the challenges, the other challenge I've discovered as Christians, when God to comes to redeem us, He comes so easy and we miss it. Because we come back and say, this is the way that the Lord is supposed to deliver me. This is how, the way the Lord is supposed to deliver me. Let me tell you something. There is a prayer we normally like to make. That God, may your perfect will be? Be done. Let me ask you, do you know what that means? Have you ever asked yourself what, what that means? I'm actually one of the person who is careful praying that prayer. Yet we are told, pray, may your perfect will be. I have come to tell the Lord, I, I have come to tell the Lord, this is my expectation. This is my expectation. And I've come to tell Him, when you are delivering me, have mercy upon me that you may not tempt me. Or you may not put me to test. Because uh, uh, Naaman is about to be delivered, but he, he wants the prophet to come and acknowledge that he's a commander and minister to him. If you want God to minister to your life, have this simple prin- principle. Always approach God as God. Always approach God as God and acknowledge that he's God and he can minister to you the way he wants. I'm still going to the, the book of Second um, King, chapter 7. So Naaman. There's the same young, young, young girl tells Naaman, it is good you follow what the prophet of God said. And he goes to the river that he was sent, and in short, he's healed. He's healed. There's a reason why I'm saying that, I'm quoting that, that chapter. If you look at the Bible, you do not find a lot of the Bible referring to Naaman Mon- to again. There is a reason why Naaman needed to be healed, and you find it in chapter 7. There is a reason, there's a reason why Naaman should have been healed. Because Naaman was the commander of which army? The army of King Aram. Praise the Lord. The the army of King Aram. The Aramians. Praise the Lord. So the Bible says the the commander of of King Aram army is healed and goes back to his country. And there's a reason you find it in chapter 7 that Naaman needed to be healed. Then after that, we find that the king of of Aram complains that every decision he makes in in his palace it is revealed to, some, to somebody else. And he calls his officials and says, is there, a, is there a spy among us? Because everything I want to do, the enemy knows. And then one of the officers says, eh, there is a prophet who knows what happened in your bed. your bedroom." Oh Lord, my brother Apostle Joshua, how I pray that may I be that prophet who knows many things that happens in the house of the children of God. I said house, I never said bedroom. Praise the Lord. So he says, there's a prophet in Israel who knows what happened in here. <laughs> and says, go and bring the man. And he sent a big army to go and capture the prophet of God. Sometimes I, 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 I think this king must have been very silly because this man knows what you are doing and then you send a big army. And he sent a big army and in chapter, chapter 6 the army goes. And then the same prophet prays to God. And, say, and God blinds the army and he, he, and, and, and he tells the king of Israel, Feed these people. The king of Israel says, let's kill them. They are our enemy. Our enemy has just been delivered. I think the king of Israel must have known uh, uh, Psalms chapter 23 before it was written. That the Lord shall prepare a table before me. So the king sees a table before him and says, let's kill these people. But the prophet of God said, no, wait. And he says, no, feed them. They are fed and the same prophet leads them blindly to another town. I'll tell you why that happened also in chapter 7. I'll explain to you why Naaman needed to be healed. I'll explain to you why the army needed to go back to, uh, to Aramia. Praise the Lord. Having explained that, then the king of Israel, then, then, then famine occurs in the land, and the king of Israel gets annoyed with the prophet. Gets annoyed with the prophet. And said, how will we deal with this prophet. Eh? I am a, I'm a preacher. Please do not deal with us. Praise the Lord. Do not deal with us. All we want is to bless the people of God. At a, even if you are more, because ordinarily, have you noticed that the more we pray for the people of God, my brother, Apostle Joshua, the more they are blessed. And now that sometimes we remain like a signpost to heaven this way, to blessings this way, to prosperity this way. It's a, it's a portion of the servants of God. You come here and I pray to you. And the next thing you're bringing a big car, and don't even have a small one. Saying, "Anoint this one," and I encourage myself in the Lord. I say, "Hallelujah, Lord! I anoint this car in the mighty name of Jesus." The next thing you are calling me to uh, to bless a big house. Even our Lord asks what I've eaten, and I say, "God, I thank you for this palace, knowing that mine, even the slum person will laugh at me. So do not deal with us, because our work is to speak." the word of God to you, so that you may progress. Progress. Praise the Lord. Let me give you a revelation. Stop equating a servant of God. Just leave them where they As long as they speak in your life, as long as there's a servant of God speaking in your life, there is hope. There is hope. Never forget that. As long as there's a servant of God speaking over your life, there is hope. My wife will tell you, I went for a a celebration yesterday of a niece of mine that is getting married on this Saturday. And uh, on my way, a woman of God said, Ah, oh, man of God, pastor, I want to go and pray for a certain baby. So we did want to go and pray for the baby. And I'm told, dedicate the baby. And I said, I am not a spiritual grabber. And I saw the grandmother of the baby shocked. Because I told the, the grandmother, I am not a spiritual grabber. And I said, I will not dedicate your baby. Because according to the laws of the Bible, you are supposed to take the, your daughter's baby, to where you go to me? To, be, to what? With an offering. With an offering. You, you want me first to be a spiritual grabber because you have a pastor who should dedicate the baby. Two, you want me to dedicate your baby eh? empty. I don't do that kind of a thing. Because I know what the Bible says. The Bible says, I shall stand before the altar of God and say, God, this baby, whatever I say over the life of that baby is what will happen. Number two, I will take the offering that you brought, and I say, God, may this offering speak in the life of this child. Now you are telling me to dedicate the baby in somebody else's office. Number two, you are telling me, Lord, even in the life of this baby, may this baby ever live empty, because there is nothing that speaks in the life of the baby. I said, I can't do that. But I will hold the baby, because I saw the were annoyed. So I held the baby. The next thing I asked, what is the name of the baby? And they gave me a name that I have even forgotten you young ladies, Pastor Irene, we need to do some serious teaching. She gave me a name I even forgot. So I asked her, what is the name of your baby? And she said, I don't know. And I said, every name that we have here on earth carries a spirit. A spirit. So every name you name, you people that have like like speaking any name, Carlos is a good name. Uh, Kinyuaji is a good name. And then let's take Kinyuaji. And you call your, you call your child Kinyua, then you come and say, "Man of God, he is drinking too much." So I told her, "I told her, Doctor Gugu has been kind in our generation. Go and look at Doctor Gugu. What the name of the child mean?" But in the spiritual realm, I saw she named that, and it's very sad. And my wife will not, should not tell her. She named that, that 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 child the name of her former boyfriend. And I wanted to tell her, but then I discovered the mother is here and there's a crowd. Let's go. Let's, that was a bonus. Let's go to, to chapter 7. So young ladies, just naming any child any name, I can assure you, if you name your child any name, you will end up at the altar. Either for celebration or for tears. Because every name carries a spirit. I thank God for my mother and may God bless me so that when I get good money, one of these days, I want to go and heal before her and I tell her, Mom, you are the greatest woman on earth. You call me Joseph. Yudufu, meaning God has added. Ah, my mother made my life easy because all I need to remind God is, Lord, may you add in this thing? Jesus. And And wash I ask? Praise the Lord. Let's go now to chapter 7. Now you understand, we say no man had to be healed for a specific reason. We say the army had to be uh, uh, taken out of uh, uh, Samaria for a specific reason. Let's go to, to chapter 7 for you to understand. I'll go very slowly. And I hope I don't take a lot of time. The Bible says, chapter 7, verse 1, Elisha said, I love this. Let's stop there. You know how I read my Bible now? Elisha said, always remember, the most beautiful thing in your life is there is a man of God in your life saying, I say. Or I pray. If there is no man of God praying in your life or speaking in your life, there is a problem. problem. I would encourage you, my, my, my brother, Elder Lani, I would encourage, we should encourage, even go and buy one pastor to be praying for you. Because you can. But make sure there is a plan of God speaking over your life. Number two, stop being an ordinary member in a church. That is a crime. You are an ordinary member in a church? That is a spiritual crime. And may God forgive you for being a, spirit, a spiritual criminal. So being, make sure the pastor knows you. or the leaders know you. Do everything possible to make sure they know you. As long as you don't corrupt them. Because the Bible says, Elisha, said it. He was speaking to people that he loved. He was speaking because some people need to be delivered. Life today, my brother, Jesus, we will say and we will speak. Pastor Irene, today we will speak and say. And some of the things that we will speak and say will happen in your life. We pray, may we speak good things. But also we pray, may we rebuke you. So Elisha said, hear the word of the Lord. I love this. Hear the word of the... Not my word. Hear the word of the Lord. And he says, because I want to move very fast, and he says, what will happen the next day? The next day, which you can say. He says, what will happen in the next day? He says, these things shall be sold at a throwaway price tomorrow. At a throwaway price tomorrow? And he quantifies the things. And... Uh, in verse 2, the, the Bible says, and I love this one, because there are three people also I want you to notice in chapter 7 who speaks. In chapter 7, there are three people who speaks. The first thing is the prophet speak. And I said, measure in your life there is somebody speaking in your life. Number 2, the Bible says, an officer, like the officer on whom I'm the king was leaning, said to the man of God, I don't like this officer, but I'll explain to you a little bit. The Bible says the officer, the commander, the manager, the man of authority. Actually, the Bible calls him the man of authority. On whose the king was leaning on. This man was so respected that the king was leaning on. Said, the man spoke on behalf of the king. You do not find the king speaking. Let me tell you something. The people are surround you, some of the challenges you are going through is because of the people that surround you. You have given them authority to speak over your life. Because you don't find the king speaking? No. Then you come and tell, how come, man of God, I'm experiencing this? Some of you, we need to come to tell, to, to tell you, go and come with a list of your friends. Some of you, we need to tell you to do that. Some of the ladies, you chat with these people. Some of the young men, you chat with these people. They say, how come I'm experiencing this fight? You have given them room for them to speak over your life. So because the man has authority to speak over the, over the, over the, over the kingdom, he speaks, and the king does not say anything. And he mocks God and says, "He hides away the away the Let me give you a secret. When the people around you speak, some things that are not biblical or some things that do not make sense, or logic, immediately cancel it. Ka? and remind them, "This is my life." So the king does not say anything. And the man says, "He hid away the the And the Bible says, "Where I'm going, verse three. The Bible says, now there are four men with reprocess. Let's also, you know how I read my Bible. Also, I, I'm not in a hurry. Now there are four? Let me tell you something, the way I read my Bible. There are some things when they occur in the Bible. Do not be in a hurry to read. Nowadays, even Dr. Google has made your life easy. Go and check this number that he may say, can, what does it mean? Because every time the number four appears in the Bible, it means something. It means something. It means something, it means something is about how to happen. Every time the number 40 appears in the Bible, it means a separation is about to occur. To occur. Every time the number 3 appears in the Bible, it means God is about to speak in an extraordinary way. So the Bible says there were four men with the reprocess at the entrance of the city gate. Were they in the city? No. They were at the entrance of the city gate. Let me explain about you about these men. These men were at the entrance of the city gate because their relatives had rejected them. They were rejected five, five times. Their relatives are rejected. Them. They were not at the entrance of the city gate because they were thrown there that day. They have been living there. Their relatives have rejected them. Their community had rejected them. Their community had rejected them. Their clan had rejected them. Their the 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 kingdom has rejected them. And the la- and the last thing the city had rejected them because even walls have years. They were rejected. Five? That's why they were there? Kids. And they said, and I like what they said. I want to move very fast. They said, they said to each other, again, let me say, the group that you work with, when they speak, whatever they say, you're part of it. Stop telling me I was not there. It was your group. Whatever they, your, they speak, your are part of Stop asking me, how come, pastor, I'm, en- I'm, encouraging this, I'm, a- I'm encountering this problem after this problem? No, the people around you, the anointing around them also speak in your life. Stop saying, how come I do not know how to pray? You do not know how to pray simply because the people around you do not know how to pray. Stop lying to us. Apostle Joshua, let's tell them the truth. You do not know how to pray because the people around you do not know how to pray. Because if they knew how to pray, they would encourage you. Stop telling me I have a problem in giving. Because the people around you have a problem in, give, in giving. Don't tell me I have a problem with my relationship with God. It's because the people around you have a problem with the relationship with, the relationship with God With God. The people around you carry a certain anointing that affects you, whether you are present or absent. Never forget that. So the Bible says, and they say to each other, just like the people around you say to each other, hallelujah. Oh, Lord. Lord, may the people that are, are surround, surround me, Lord. I pray, may you demote those that do not qualify. That speak negativity over my life in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray, those people around us, Lord. That speak negativity over our, our lives, Lord. That speak destruction over our lives, Lord. I pray, Lord, may you remove them, Lord. Or you save them and deliver them in totality in Jesus' name. That they speak the same language that we speak. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so, they say to each other, why stay here until we die? The biggest problem was not death, and I'll show you. But they say, why stay here until we we die? If we go to the city, into the city, the famine there, there is famine there, and we will die? We die. If we stay here, we will die. So let us go over to the camp of the Arameans and surrender. If they spare us and we live. If, if, if they spare us, we live. If they, they kill us, then we die. In other words, these people are saying, anyway, even if we stay here, there is no benefit. There is no benefit. There are some of you today, you need to come on this altar and tell the Lord, there are some things I'm living in my life today. Because they have not been a beneficial in my life. With this resurrection power of Easter, with this redemption power of Easter, Lord, there is this thing that has bothered me for very long. Lord, I am not carrying it out of this church today. I am leaving it on the altar. And you test the Lord and see what happens. I am leaving it on the altar, Lord, today. I am departing from this problem today in Jesus' name. I refuse to keep on carrying it. I refuse to keep on babysitting it in Jesus' name. Lord, I refuse. Because even in the Bible... Uh, my daughter was reading for my daughter Sharon was reading for me uh, Psalms thirty four verse fifteen and verse nineteen. Verse nineteen says, <laughs> "The troubles of a, the, a righteous man are many, but I like part be of it. The Lord delivers him from them." Oh, oh. but I've noticed that every time uh, the reference is about to occur in the Bible, somebody shouted. Even in 2 Kings chapter 4, uh, chapter 4, the Bible says there was a woman who belongs to a wife of a, of a company of blood and he cry, she cried to the man of God. My brother Apostle Joshua, some of the challenges we have, our people are not crying. At least cry to a man of God or cry to God. But at least cry to the right person. Cry to the right. The challenge is we, we are crying to the wrong person. The Bible says, and the woman cried to the man of God. Some scripture says and, and he cried to God and he called on the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord. So the Bible says, and they agreed. Let me explain you a little bit about these people because you might you maybe you read your Bible in a hurry. Mine I read slowly, like a Kidagarten teacher has you no know, a Kidagarten teacher has to take his people slowly. I have learned to read my Bible slowly. I have no problem. And please, I don't want deliverance from that. It works for me. It is very good. I read my Bible slowly, So let's read my Bible slowly. That's why I'm taking you through. The Bible says they agreed. They agreed. And the Bible says every time there's an agreement around the people that surround you, there's an anointing that comes from heaven. Every time you agree with the Lord, the Bible says when two people on agree or not. When two people agree, You know, my my brothers and sisters, I have learned when sometimes I'm praying, maybe I'm in the mountain and I'm I'm alone. I have learned to tell the Lord, now the Bible says when two people agree on, now you have to come and agree with me here because I'm making a covenant of agreement on this place today. If you tell me it can't work, ask Isaac. The Lord has come and agree with him. And there was a covenant that was formed on that place. So I normally tell the Lord, we are agreeing with you today. This issue is silenced today. Although there has to be a change in my life. I have learned not to just wait for Irene, for a physical person to agree with. I have learned to tell the Lord, we are agreeing with you today. And I've seen it work. So they agree. And the Bible says, the next day at dusk, first I was sorry, I was explaining to you about these people. These people had not eaten for a very long time are not in it for a no very long time. They were actually at the point of death. That's why they keep the kids, the only thing they kept on uh, uh, saying, and they said four times, is death. Because they are not in it for very long time. Meaning, they had no, time, no, no strength to walk for several kilometers. And here they are saying, instead of us dying, let's walk this many kilometers to the enemy's camp. They are not eaten Number two, the sickness that they had denied them their, their, their strength from their body. They had not eaten, so their body had no strength. And the sicknesses they were suffering from because it kills very, very slowly and has denied them their body strength. The even mental strength they did not have. Number three is a sickness that they are not allowed to be seen on the road. Because that sickness causes them to be rejected. That's why I said they were rejected five. And in their wisdom, they say, let's wake up very, in the mo- very early in the morning when there is nobody on the road. And goes to the Aramean camps. Because the king of Aram had gone to surround Samaria. He said, yes, I have to kill this prophet. I have to kill these people. I have to change that town. I have to occupy it. And so he surrounded Samaria for a very long time. The Bible says, for a very long time, until there was no food in the city. And so the Bible says, they started walking at dawn. And the Bible says in verse five, "When they reached the edge of the camp, that is where the, uh, the Aramean army was, not a man was, not a man that was, not a man was there." When you start walking by faith, I've also discovered, when you start walking by faith, the Lord makes your path clear. The Lord removes all circles that will hinder your faith. He deals with them that you may be able to walk. When you start walking by faith, somehow you got that some spiritual strength to speak. At my lowest moment in life, I have always used one formula. I have always told the Lord, I will speak again. I will speak again. And I've always noticed, when I start speaking again, I've always noticed, I pray again. And I've always noticed, when I'm praying again, I start worshipping again. And I've always noticed, when I'm worshipping again, I start praising the Lord again. By the end of the day, I've always noticed, there is an anointing around me. But it starts with one step, I'll speak again. Praise the Lord. I will speak again. So the Bible, when they say there was no man on their way, for the Lord had caused the Aramean army to hear the sound of chariots and horses and a great army. So they said one to another, Look, the king of Israel has hired the Hittites and the Egyptian kings to to attack us. So they got up and fled in the the dusk and abandoned their tents and their horses and donkeys. They left the camp as, as, as it were, and they ran for their lives. Let's stop there. The Bible says... What the Lord did, he magnified the footsteps of these four people. That's that's what people say. uh, 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 Sorry, that's what I say. But that's what people say. But let's go back to the word of God. The Bible says, the Lord had caused the Aramean to hear the sound of chariots and horses. But some people tell us, the, (laughs) the, the footsteps of the four people are magnified. Look at the word of God because I want to remove some things that we've heard that is not true. The Bible says, The Lord caused the Aramean to hear the sound of chariots and hope and a great army. What happened is the Lord opened their ears and actually they had the houses, the, 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 the sounds of a great army and chariots and hope. They actually had, they were not dreaming, but I'll tell you what they had. What they had. When these four men said, we will change our situation, we will have food, we will not die like fools, we will not suffer like fools, we will go where, to where food is, we will go to where solution is. Every time you decide that you will look for a solution, for something that bothers you in life, the Lord says, the Lord come to escort you, the Lord sends an army to escort you, the Lord sends chariots to escort you. And this is what we call angelic encounter. What they had are chariots, and horses and armies from heaven that were escorting the four people. Somebody not clap. I want you to clap. They were not dreaming. They actually had a great army that had horses and chariots. And these were angels escorting the four people. These were angels escorting the four people. And this, my brother, Apostle this one blesses my soul. I have rearranged my brothers and sisters. Every time I walk in absolute faith, I have angels that escort me. Praise the Lord. Every time I've discovered that I walk on absolute faith, every time that I even give the last thing that I have, I have discovered my my brother, uh, elder, I've discovered every time I'm giving the last thing that I have, I do not put it on the basket. I do not just bless anybody. I discovered when I'm presenting it before the Lord, the angels that are supposed to be responsible in my life escort me in presenting it before the Lord. That's why it's never lost. Praise the Lord. So the angels had to come here on earth and escort the four. Four lepers. That's why the Bible says God is not a respecter of power. If God could escort four lepers on behalf of the Israelites, what about you? I know we speak about the four lepers, but let me now go at where I'm going. Have you know the Bible says, and uh, the Bible says in verse 8, the men who had repelers reached the edge of the camp and entered one tent, and they ate and drank and carried away silver, gold, and clothes, and went off and hid them. They returned and entered another tent and took, they basically took as much as they can. But in verse 9 they said, then they say to each other, we are not doing right thing. We are not? We have a right. To Can we pause there? We are not doing the right? There are some of you today, the Lord should rebuke you. You are not doing the right thing. There are some of you, you have Sufurias that you have never used for three years. You are not doing the right thing. And there is a widow who does not even want sufriyas. You are not doing the right thing. And you are saying, God, there are some of you, what you need is a miracle of several wardrobes to be added in your house. Because you have clothes that you wore last wore four years ago. You are not doing the right thing. Praise the Lord. Some of you have in your store, your store even ashames you because the biggest problem that occupies your store is dust. And what is in that store can bless somebody else. You are not doing the right thing. They say, we are not doing the right thing. We have more than enough. Enough. There some of you, what you have is more than enough. And there is somebody praying for that, that, that small thing that is useless to you. That spoon that you think is useless to you is important to somebody else. And that's why the prophet of God Moses said uh, told, uh, told the Pharaoh, Hey, eh, we are going with everything that we have. Not even our hoof will be left behind. Because even that hoof is important. Everything that God has blessed you with is important for your life. Don't say it's important before God. It's important for your life. Can be a blessing to somebody. Can cause somebody to worship God for a whole week. Even that t-shirt that you think is not important. Praise the Lord. Everything that you have is a prayer answer for somebody else. That's why I said, your problem, my solution. Every problem that you have if somebody is somebody's your solution. The issue is you need to understand it. And that's where I'm going. So they said, we are not doing the right thing. And in short, they went to the king and said, this is what we have discovered. And the king said, it's not possible. But now let's go back. Because the Bible says they gather so much gold, so much resources, and they could not carry all of it together. And let me explain a little bit. The Bible says clearly, the only army that, the Bible says, if you look at that story, you will understand that most of the army of Samaria had no strength. Had no strength to fight. If you look at that scripture, you discover they did not have enough weapons to fight. In fact, if you look at the, the scripture, the Bible says the king said, ask how many horses are there and he was told five. They, oh, the entire uh, kingdom had only five horses for war. They did not have enough army to go and fight. They even had no weapons. Let me go to where I started with Naaman. The reason why Naaman had to be healed is because Naaman needed to go and strengthen the, uh, the, 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 the army of Aram. Aramia. The army of Aram. And what Naaman did, he went and acquired more weapons for the army. And, 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 and the reason why in chapter 6, the Lord had to send the army back, he had to send the army back to go and gather more resources for themselves. So Naaman gathered in, enough resources. Naaman made sure that the army was properly equipped because it was healed. And the Bible says when the king, when the king, of, when the king of Israel said, let's kill, let's kill the Arameans, the prophet of God said, no, let's guide them back. The reason why they were sent back, they were sent back to go and bring the weapons. You're not getting, let me go back. Naaman needed to be healed so that he may go and gather resources for the children of Israel. The army had to be sent back so they come back, not as an army, but as porters. As porters. Is somebody getting me? the reason the prophet needed to guide the army back is he was not guiding the army back. He was guiding porters back with a command to go and bring the resources back to the kingdom of God. There's somebody who is telling God you have delayed. I will tell you why the Lord has delayed. The Lord has delayed because there are porters that need to be sent and bring your resources. They are on their way. That's why the Bible says learn to praise the Lord. They are coming. They are coming. Stop going by what the enemy is telling you. Understand they are coming. The king wanted to kill the prophet Elisha, but the prophet Elisha saw resources that are coming. Because this kingdom did not have enough resources to fight. Even the economy was gone. The economy of Samaria was gone. gone. But through, if you look at it, you will understand, the economy of Samaria changed in a day when they received gold, silver, And resources. Who brought the resources? The enemy. Praise the Lord. Today, God wants to change your life. But he will use somebody else. He will use somebody else's problem to solve your problem. I encourage you today. Also have the same mentality of learning to solve somebody's problem. For yours to be solved. The Bible says, given shall be given to you. Have an attitude of asking yourself every week. Whose problem shall I solve so that mine may be solved? At times I've reached, I've reached sometimes and I've told the Lord, I do not know what to do, but I'm blessing you today. I am blessing you today. Let me give you a caution. Some of the blessings are very painful. Are very painful. I think this week I was not normal. When they told her to do some offering here, I did some offering and I went, I really went home, really encouraging myself in the Lord. I even said I will not tell my wife. I really encourage myself in the Lord. I really praise the Lord. Every time the devil will tell me, you are not knowing me. I will tell the devil, I gave it to the Lord, not to the basket. Praise the Lord. So, Naaman had to be healed so that he may provide for the children of Israel. Their enemy, there are some of their enemy that must be healed or provided for so that they may provide for you. Your problem? My solution. Praise the Lord. So I'll ask you today, if you notice, or even as I finish if you notice, the Bible after that, does it speak about the four lepers again? No. But, the Bi- but, but does the Bible speak about the Samaria and the kingdom of God? Yes. Because the lepers were just, they were just, they were just part of the process of providing the, for the kingdom of God. When God wants to minister to you, he will lose any means. He will lose any Means, what you are supposed to do is to be wise and know how to open your eyes. Sometimes I have learned to tell the Lord, "Open my eyes, so that I may see the solution that You are bringing for my problem." Because some of the solutions that we get, my my, my sister pastor, uh, Pastor Irene, some of the solutions that God gives us, they pass us because we are expecting them to come with like with a boom, but they come quietly and silently. Praise the Lord.